Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research, and I hope everybody had an blessed weekend, a blessed Easter weekend. We had a great time here, down here in Florida, had some family over at the house and chilled all, 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 all day yesterday, and uh, so yeah, I hope everybody had a good time, and I want to continue to encourage people to be with families, to go to church, to continue to live your life in the manner that you see fit from a Christian perspective. I encourage that a lot. Uh, What we saw over the weekend in some parts of the world was nothing short than downright full-fledged tyranny. And it was disturbing to me to see some of the stuff we did. If you guys saw, there's a video RT posted, and it's gone all over social media, where London police storm into a Good Friday service at the Christ the King Polish Roman Catholic Church on Sunday and basically jump up in front of the podium and say, and I quote, ladies and gentlemen, this gathering is unfortunately unlawful under the coronavirus regulations we have currently. You are not allowed to meet inside with this many people. At this moment in time, you need to go home. Failure to comply with this direction will lead to a 200-pound fine and arrest. Though it is Good Friday, and I appreciate you like to worship, the gathering is unlawful, so please leave the building now. And people left. I, I, I didn't really know what to say when I watched the video. I was so disturbed. And, I mean, there's, there's quite a bit of few people in there. And uh, I, I looked at the video. I showed it to my buddies. I said, what would happen if everybody said no? Were they going to go to the SWAT team? They go into the full military gear, start to zip tying people and drag them off. This is a private church. It's a private facility. This isn't a federal building. But yet, everybody just hung their head down and walked out because they were told, you can't gather and you can't worship God Almighty today. How pathetic have some people come to in some countries, guys? I mean, where where is the guts? Where is the chutzpah of our generation? Now, granted, again, and I continue to say this, one of the reasons why the UK has become so submissive is they have been fully and completely disarmed, just like Australia and just like a lot of other very, very strict countries. That is, again, why I reiterate, never give up your firearms or your ammunition, period. Period. I'm just going to leave it at that right there. Because this is what happens when tyranny reaches new levels. This is what happens when you have a government that is completely unchecked. Prime Minister Boris now, he's basically coming out and saying that it's going to be required for everybody to have two negative COVID tests every single week if they haven't gotten the vaccination. So if you don't have the COVID passport because you haven't taken the RNA gene editing injection, they're going to make your life so miserable that you're going to have to get two tests every single week. Now they're ignoring the fact that the UK, just that small little country, since December to March 21st this year, they've had 495,000 serious COVID vaccine injuries with 713 confirmed deaths. They're ignoring that. That's, That's fine. But this is where we've had it now, guys. And I saw an article here from Brian Shivley, and he wrote an article on Dr. Ryan Cole. This is pretty interesting. This guy is out of Idaho. 
I mean, and he, he nails it. Dr. Ryan Cole is the CEO and medical director of Cole Diagnostics, one of the largest independent labs in the whole state of Idaho. Immunology and virology are the main experts in his field. He has seen over 350,000 patients in his career and has done over 100,000 COVID tests just in the past year. He recently was invited to speak at Capital Clarity event in Idaho discussing his views on COVID treatment and the new COVID vaccine. Dr. Cole begins by showing statistics that prove Idaho is no longer in a pandemic and not even really in much of anything. He states the highest risk factor for contracting COVID are advanced age, obesity, and low vitamin D levels. No, imagine that. (laughs) He said he also explains that coronaviruses in general have historically always followed a six- to nine-month life cycle. He gives previous examples such as SARS-1, MERS, etc. One very interesting statistic he pointed out is in the U.S., the average annual age of death is 78.6 years old. Ironically, the average age of death during this COVID pandemic has been 78.6 years old. Dr. Cole is very adamant that proper levels of vitamin D are essential to fight coronavirus. He states, there is no such thing as a flu and cold season, only low vitamin D season. Every cell in our body has vitamin D receptors. There's approximately 2,000 genes in our body are controlled by vitamin D, and vitamin D is the master key to our immune health. If one has a D level of 50 nanograms per milliliter, one cannot develop a cytokine storm, which basically is caused by COVID. He goes on to say as well, 70 to 80 percent of all Americans are vitamin D deficient. 82 to 88 percent of nursing home patients are vitamin D deficient. 83 percent of African Americans are vitamin D deficient. And he goes 80 percent of all hospitalized patients and 96 percent of ICU patients in COVID wards are vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D deficiency is an immune suppression dysregulation. He goes on to explain that by law, the government cannot use experimental vaccines on the populace if there are already effective treatments. So all the current experimental COVID injections, he said, do not meet the legal definition of vaccine to even begin with and are all illegal because therapies such as vitamin D and vitamin C have already been shown to treat COVID patients. However, this is why the media, bobblehead Fauci, the CDC, who all of them, are instrumental in making sure that no discussion of vitamin C or vitamin D is allowed to go in the mainstream media. Facebook and other social media platforms have removed it, saying that it does not meet the WHO and CDC guidelines. It's basically fake news, and it's dangerous misinformation, and it's not backed by science. They've done this numerous times with multiple companies that have posted stuff on social media discussing this. And they continue to tell you the only thing you can do is take an experimental vaccine, Sit inside your house in fear, wear a mask when you go outside, and stay terrified. And he said the coronavirus is over. He said at least in Idaho. He said six to nine months is generally the maximum for a coronavirus because a lot of people don't realize coronaviruses are around us all the time. They mutate. There's variants. There's more than others. There's less than others. It's constantly adapting. So I told you before, the one researcher. He said, dude, we have anywhere between 60 to 70 viruses that we're exposed to on a day-to-day basis in and out from different homes to being outside to going in areas. All the time you're exposed to them. But if you have adequate amounts of vitamin D, 
you don't even know you've been exposed to them because the body does exactly what God intended it. It fights it off as soon as it sees it. Boom, gone, done. You don't even know what happened. It's automatic. That's how incredible our systems are. And so this Dr. Cole really nailed it. And I'm going to try to get the article and get it posted up on the website for you today because Dad and I have talked about vitamin D from the beginning of last year. And I've told you before, almost every single person I know that has either gotten sick or is trying to maintain an immune system or basically been exposed to something and they start hammering the vitamin D, the vitamin C, and the zinc, they usually pop back within just a few days with almost zero to no side effects. This is probably one of the biggest scams, one of the biggest lies that have ever been produced on this big, giant world is the fact that we have no options, there's nothing we can do, and we have to sit back and live in fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, my friends. And so I just wanted to start off with this article this morning to encourage and remind people, keep your immune system strong, keep your body strong, keep your mind strong, because this is so important that we start standing up and saying no to any, any other requirements and take back everything they tried to steal from us. I mean, they're sending law enforcement into churches on Sunday in the UK to tell people to leave, you can't gather here? I mean, what level of lunacy have we stooped down to as a civilization? Never before have we allowed this to happen without a significant confrontation. Ever. Period. This is not going to stop until we make it stop, my friends. And so again, I encourage everybody, wherever you live, wherever state you're in, even if you're in communist California, continue to fight the good fight the best you can. And if you've had enough of it, go to another state that basically is going to respect your rights. I know they have been hammering DeSantis now after he has basically signed that executive order last week stating that there will be no COVID passports in Florida. There will be no requirements of getting a vaccine in Florida. That we will not allow any type of business. And it says it right here. I'll read you section one of it. No Florida entity or subdivision agents uh, shall be permitted to issue vaccine passports, vaccine passes, or any standardized document for the purpose of identifying an individual's vaccine status. Businesses in Florida are prohibited from requiring patrons or customers to provide any documentation discussing or showing COVID vaccination or post-transmission recovery to gain access, entry upon, or receive service from a business. All executive agencies under my direction shall work to ensure business comply with this Order. All businesses must comply with this order to be eligible for any type of grants, contracts, discounts, or funding through any state revenue. The requirement in this order do not otherwise restrict businesses from basically putting in COVID protocols and COVID uh, basically sanitation guidelines, meaning you go in and you say, well, you need to make sure you wash your hands or so forth. But vaccination, vaccination status, vaccination passport, COVID you know, negative passes – all of that now had been banned in Florida under DeSantis. I promise you, they're, they're going to be fighting this. They're going to be fighting this down, especially in South Florida and Miami and so forth. So I continue to encourage everybody, stand your ground on this, Dad. What do you think? Well, DeSantis came under they, – they hammered him on 60 Minutes last night. It was on the Drudge Report and also on uh, the Daily Mail. And they were mad at him because he allowed Publix to give vaccines out because Publix had donated $100,000 to his campaign. So they were the first in line to offer to give the vaccines. Now, I don't like his stance on vaccines. I think it's a nightmare, to be honest with you. But, you know, I don't really understand if he's just simply ignorant of the fact how bad the vaccine is. I don't know. 
All I know is that the vaccine is absolutely a mess and that it's going to be basically used as a, as a, as a population device to get rid of the population. And then back to the vitamin D, deactivates the macrophages. There's actually two, two sugar molecules that hang on the bottom of a macrophage. Vitamin D goes into those and basically turns on the macrophage. And if the macrophage doesn't have those, the macrophage is what kills viruses, the cell that goes, it's like a white blood cell that's been modified to kill viruses. And without the vitamin D in the macrophage, it can't turn on. It will release a cytokine, which is like a chemical messenger, like a flare gun. And what ends up happening is if the other macrophages that come there don't have D, they will also release the flares, which are the cytokines, causing a cytokine storm, which can cause the lungs to fill with fluid and you die of pneumonia, basically. And this is the problem that you have with any kind of flu or any kind of problem with a lack of vitamin D. And so this article is absolutely right that you read about earlier, but I just want to explain it. But it's D3, zinc, potassium iodide, and C. Those are the four. I mean, the zinc acts like ivermectin does. It helps to stop the replication phase of the virus. Potassium iodide goes into the thyroid, and anytime it sees something come through the highly vascular thyroid, it, and it's bad like a virus, it pops it with iodine, and no, nothing lives through that. Of course, the vitamin C is the critical component of the immune system. So when you stack this into your immune system, your body's really healthy. Like I told you guys, Austin and I had this COVID mess back in February, and it was like three days in and out. It was no big deal. Guys, it'll kill you deader than a rattlesnake, like the flu will. The flu will kill you deader than a rattlesnake, too, if you get a real bad case of the flu. That's why you know all these people died of the swine flu 100 years ago during World War One was because they had a vitamin D deficiency, and it was bad. And they were eating a lot of pork and the rations and all the other things they sent over from the uh, United States into the RGI's you know, boxes, and the pork was really bad for them, processed luncheon meat, you know, probably, had to, probably had sodium nitrite on it. And, uh, you know, so what ends up happening, that lowers the immune system massively. You know, the World Health Organization has said the number one cause of cancer globally is pork consumption. So stay away from pork. It's really important. By the way, we had one of our listeners, Don, from Wyoming, wrote me a really, really nice letter. And I want to read you this. This is I'll read you part of it. She goes, uh, basically, I wanted to comment on for the past three weeks or so, you're, you two have been on fire on your podcast. And she goes, on fire, capital exclamation point. Thank you, Dawn. She goes, she's written us before. She goes, she's a national park ranger. And she goes, she's had the opportunity and privilege to listen to the podcast. She goes, my spirit resonates with yours as a Christian. As much as I hate to admit it, I have to now agree with you about President Donald Trump with his lack of action and fortitude. And you are right. Too many of us look to him to solve our country's problems. And I'm so glad you reminded us that only Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is to be trusted with our lives. Now we do look to him under the uncertainty of what we currently face. And she did a really, really good job sending me this letter. And I want to thank her so much for doing this, uh, Dawn out of Wyoming. Now, I want to share something with you very quickly, and this is important. You know, Anthony Fauci, you know, is on a video back in 2017 predicting the COVID outbreak. This is four years ago. He would know because he's the one who pushed $4 million into the level four facility at Wuhan to engineer a gain of function in this coronavirus. Also in 2017, John Hopkins published the SPARS, S-P-A-R-S, Pandemic of 2025-2028. It was a report about a communication drill for vaccine that accidentally caused spongiform, also known as mad cow's disease. There's concern, as with other drills they've published in the past, such as Crimson Contagion and Event 201, that the SPARS report will in turn be an actual battle plan of a slow-kill genocidal attack on the population. So we need to realize what they're doing to us and what they're doing to us with these vaccines. I can't be urgent enough about this. 
This bar's report is a smoking gun. Could it be the blueprint of what we've been living through? And what can we expect next? And it's, it, it detailed how the world and how they would censor people and how they would conduct the cover-up three years before it actually happened. It's a script of talking points for the globalist, cabalist minions who are now executing this plan. And the intended result of SPARS basically is a multi-million, trillion-dollar global medical authority within the United Nations, kind of like a multi-billion, trillion-dollar Marshall Fund to enact total medical tyranny that makes your current restrictions look like a walk in the park. We need to understand that we've got to stand against this. And we've got to say no to all of this stuff because if we don't, we're going to get ourselves into a really big mess. Now, this past week, I'm going to share this with you. It's pretty personal, but I'm going to share it with you guys with family. Anyhow, I prayed for you already this morning, and it was my privilege. But I had three insights this week, last week. God showed me three different times what the future is going to hold and what he does and, and all these other things as far as being led by the Holy Spirit. And they were very close God encounter times. And I, I'm so thankful to God that he did this for me. And it was three times in one week. And it was kind of overwhelming to me, to be honest with you guys. Last week, it had to deal with, had to do with my, you know, uh, what was going on as far as our attack of Satan and what he's doing and how we have to stand with Jesus Christ. That happened like on Tuesday. And then it happened again with some of my kids on Saturday and Sunday. And it's just amazing to me that God does this. Now, people say, well, how do you know that God led you through his Holy Spirit to see these things. Well, here's the thing. Let me share something with you from a spiritual standpoint. I've talked to you guys so many times about how when you're in blood covenant with the Most High God through Jesus, that he shares with you a tiny, tiny percentage of his omnipotence and omnipresence and, you know, and, you know, and, and omniscience. And, and what that means is this. He'll show you a timeline that's going to happen if you don't change certain things. Sometimes it's a timeline that can't be changed. It's going to be just what's going to happen. It's kind of like when you watch that old movie with Scrooge. Remember that? You know, the Christmas story with Ebenezer Scrooge and the, the, the Christmas past and the present and all those different angels came to him or whatever they were. and They talked to him and they basically told him this is what's going to happen to you unless you change. That's kind of like sometimes God leads you that way to let you have the opportunity to change. And how does God know this? Because being omnipresent, he sees all timelines that are possible at once. And he knows what's going to happen in those individual timelines if things don't change. I know that sounds kind of odd, but it deals with a multiple fractal universe system as far as possible alternatives to what we do. That's based upon the choices that you make. Okay. If you do certain things, if you hang out with certain people, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future, your timeline is going to go that direction. If you have a day that turns your life around and you reach a turning point or you reach a, or you reach a crossroad decision, your timeline changes. And God is so magnificent in his abilities with his omnipresence and his omniscience and everything else that he's able to maintain a look at all of this stuff all at once because he's outside of time space. So it's, it's amazing how complex it could possibly be with all the different variables and all the choices that we could possibly make. But God will direct and guide you to do the proper thing, like his plan A. In other words, if you don't have a plan A, he's got a plan B. If you don't have, you don't do his plan B, he's got a plan C. He's always correcting your mistakes to give you the proper timeline. It's very important that we know that. Now, how do we know that we're hearing from God? Let's look at a couple of verses. First John 4, 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Very important. In other words, what you need to do is make sure that what he's telling you or whatever you're feeling in your spirit 
is of God. If God's telling you to go into debt, you know, and to basically have this horrible problem as far as trying to pay back bills, that ain't God because he tells you not to be not to owe any man to be debt free. First Corinthians twelve ten, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to other the interpretation of tongues. First John four two six, by this you sh- you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that is coming, and now is already in the world, because there are going to be many Antichrists who are going to confess that Jesus Christ, the spirit, is not who he says he is. You are from God, little children, and you have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Now, all of these things are so important to stay and understand and read what the Word of God says. Acts 17.11 says, Now these were made more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, for they received the Word with great eagerness, examining the Scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. You've got to examine the Scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 But examine everything carefully, hold fast to that which is good. Now, this is what we have to understand. You've got to be led by the Holy Spirit, and you've got to examine scriptures. So if you feel like somebody says something over you, a lot of you, a lot of Christians have a tendency to do this. They say, I have a word to you from you for you from the Lord. Okay, And they might. They may actually have a word from the Lord. But in some cases, it's not. It's from their own flesh, or it could be from an evil spirit. So you've got to make sure whatever they say to you is based upon what the word of God says. And it will never contradict scripture. Why? Because God is not a man that he should lie. He won't tell you one thing in his word and then turn around and change it in another, what a quote-unquote, parking lot prophecy. He doesn't do that. He's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. Really important teaching that I'm giving you this morning. Now, you say, well, what about all of this crazy stuff that's happening with these vaccines? Why are they attacking the church like Austin was talking about? And why, basically, do they hate Christians so much? Well, first, got to go back to the crucified Christ, resurrected Christ, and why the rabbis from 2,000 years ago crucified Christ. Why the Jewish leaders, the ones that he called the synagogue of Satan, who were basically being led by the ancient Canaanite religions in their private time at night, the satanic group, why they killed him. Well, you got to understand something. Jesus' crucifixion and then his resurrection was basically part of a giant cosmic struggle that's been going on for thousands probably, who knows, hundreds of thousands of years, between good and evil, life and death. And this COVID scam basically extends this plot to enslave and destroy mankind. You know, when Christ extended God's grace to everybody who accepted him, it really offended the Pharisees. It really did. And we need to understand that when Christ said that God is in everyone, that we can accept him and be saved through Jesus – it basically defined us as human beings. Now, a lot of these folks, basically, who were the Pharisees, they didn't believe that people who were not Jews had a soul. That's what they believed. They believed that Jews were human, but other people who were not Jews were not. And so they were really upset that he was coming in and saying, hey, look, you know, God loves everybody. And in fact, if you look at the book of Acts, he says the same thing with Peter, with Peter's vision. When he says, now God has showed me that, I should, that we should accept every man from every, basically every country 
who believes and doesn't do it, does what's right, who accepts Jesus Christ as Lord. And see, this is what we have to understand. If we don't understand why they crucified Christ, because they were so upset he was extending this grace to everybody, we can't understand it. So you say, well, why is that? Well, there's a thing going on with people's souls. There really is. And what's happened is over the last decade, people are finally starting to see that this group of people are really, 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 really angry that God has done what God has done and allowed Christianity to be the primary religion on the planet as far as Western civilization and the creation of cars and planes and all the other things that have happened with Western civilization. Now, primarily, it's been the white race that has done that. <laughs> so they really hate you for that because your race was endowed by our creator to basically have the ability to do certain things. Now, I'm not saying there haven't been black people that have invented things and there's Hispanic people that have invented things. I'm not saying that. That's nonsense. But, you know, a lot of Western civilization has been done through the Protestant religion and the Catholic religion, period. It just is what it is. So they have an atavistic hatred of Jesus Christ and they hate Christians and they hate anybody who professes Jesus Christ to be Lord. Why? Because they understand that when you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, that you have authority over them and against all things of the devil. They got that. They figured it out. So that's why they want to destroy Christianity so we'll have this incredibly horrible planet to live on. I have a friend of mine who's a college kid, and that they basically got a roommate who's basically horrible. And this roommate was supposed to be a Christian, supposed to have gone to a Christian school, but she, this, other, this roommate is literally having a new sex partner Every week, sometimes twice a week, sometimes three times a week, because that roommate has fallen into the ways of the world, because that's the way they want us all to be. So we're all a bunch of sick perverts that are having multiple sex partners every single week who are hooked on alcohol, who are hooked on drugs, who are hooked on pornography. That's what they want, because it debilitates with body and spirit and the soul of man, which God has given us. You know, all yesterday I was talking to Austin. And they've done everything they can to destroy humans in this country and in the world and Western civilization from having generational wealth. And they say, what the heck does that mean? If your mom and dad stayed married and they were able to give their estate to you or to the children and everybody stays married and everybody gives their estate to the children and we don't have huge inheritance taxes, we would actually be able to accumulate wealth over a period of several generations and we'd be able to do an effect change in the United States and in the world. They don't want that. They don't want multi-generational families living beside each other, the nuclear families close to each other. They want to fracture them and send them all over the country. They don't want anybody working together. They don't want anybody doing any of this stuff. Why? Because it allows us to build up a nest egg or a wealth egg that allows us to affect change because at that point in time, we can start lobbying politicians. We can start trying to affect change. The bankers don't want that. The international bankers, the cabalists controlled by the central banks, have basically decided that they're the only ones who can tell you what you can and can't do and can and can't buy and can and can't live like. That's why they do what they do. And so we have to understand that generational wealth is of God. It talks about it over and over and over again in the Bible. And if we don't listen to what God says and do what he says, you know, what ends up happening is we don't maintain generational wealth, which that means the next generation has to start all over again. And now they're doing everything they can to destroy the soul of man. There's an interesting guy, and I don't support this guy whatsoever. He's been dead a long time. He's got some crazy stuff that he believed, but he made some very good sense of what he said. And his name is Rudolf Steiner. 
And he saw, it was back in 1917, 100 years ago, he foresaw, foresaw a vaccine that would drive all inclination towards spirituality, towards God, towards Jesus, out of people's souls. You hear what I'm saying? He said there would basically be a vaccine that would do this. Here's one of his quotes. There are beings in the spiritual realms for whom anxiety and fear emanating from the human beings offer welcome food. I've talked about this. When humans have no anxiety or fear, then these creatures starve. If fear and anxiety radiates from people and they break out in panic, then these creatures find welcome nutrition and they become more and more powerful. These beings are hostile towards humanity. It's kind of like this group of unseen entities that are basically being exposed to us all the time. And he goes, everything that feeds on negative energy and basically fear and superstition, despair and doubt are in reality hostile forces in a different world, different dimension, launching cruel attacks on human beings. So I thought this was very interesting. He goes, he says, basically, in the four years of war in Europe, Steiner spoke on the complex spiritual forces behind World War One and what was happening in World War One. He goes, I've told you the spirits of darkness are going to inspire their human host in whom they will be dwelling to find a vaccine, listen, that will drive all inclination towards spirituality out of people's souls when they are still very young. This will happen in a roundabout way through the living body. Today's bodies are vaccinated against one thing or another. In future, listen, children will be vaccinated with a substance, which is certainly be possible to produce, and this will make them immune so they do not develop foolish inclinations connected to a spiritual life. Did you hear that? He's saying this over a hundred years ago. They will find to be found a way to vaccinate the body so these bodies will not allow the inclination towards spiritual ideas to develop in their lives. And these people will believe only in the physical world. They will never understand who and what God is. This is the stuff that Steiner was saying a hundred years ago. Now, some of the other stuff he says I'm not going to promote. That's why I don't promote him. But he was right about this. And here we find ourselves now with a vaccine that's got one purpose, eugenics. They don't want you to be led by the Spirit of the Most High God. They don't want you to test what God says to you by what the Scripture says, like I just covered a minute ago. They want you to be completely and totally secular, on drugs, watching TV, on prescription medications, you know, on alcohol, basically wondering what your life's all about and having no future, only providing negative energy to feed these entities. That's all they want of you. That's all they want of you. They don't want you to be here. And now on top of everything else, there's too many of us. And they want to call us down, and they want to get rid of a bunch of us, and they're going to use the vaccines to do that. So we need to be aware of what's happening around us all of the time. Continue to pray, friends. People ask me, and they say to me all the time, they say, why does God do that? Why does he show you these things? My response is, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I ask him to, and I pray all of the time, pray for you guys all of the time, and I think God knows my heart. And I believe that all of us can be led by the Holy Spirit, but we have to seek his will in our lives. In other words, sometimes... You probably don't need to go out and get drunk. How about never? How about the Bible says don't be drunk? How about we don't need to be out and taking drugs? How about the Bible doesn't want us to be hooked on pharmacia? How about that? How about as Christians, when we date people or we're married to people, that we make sure we maintain a monogamous relationship and lifestyle as a Christian who claims to be a believer in Christ? How about that? All of these things that God says in his word that are good, these guys are against. Why? Because they, wanted, they have come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy, just like their father. And once you understand that, it makes more sense from being a, why being a Christian is the only true answer. Because without Christ, 
Guys, I told you this last week. I told you on Friday. There is no hope. But with him, we have complete and total authority over these entities. Please, guys, listen to me. Do everything you can to maintain your relationship to Jesus. Keep praying. Because if God's showing me this many things in one week, guys, I'm going to let you know this. Time is getting real, real short. And we're about to crank up. If we're about to crank up the tribulation, you got to be ready for it. You got to be ready in every area of your life. Very, very important. I consider it an honor to pray for you daily. But guys, thank you for praying for me in Austin too. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's no question about it. I mean, you can see, and that's what we, you and I were talking about yesterday. Is that's why they're trying to completely and totally, almost make it abnormal to be married with a family. They've done this. You've seen, it in, you've seen it in movies. You see it in film as far as with YouTube. You see it in social media. You see it on the news. It's like, oh, well, you're married. I mean, heck, they've even disincentivized it with the marriage tax and everything else. I mean, that's why we they've pushed this welfare agenda. So, I mean, now I, I've known of people that they're single mom. They have two, three different kids from two, three different guys. They made sure all the kids have some type of disability, they claim. Don't get four, five, six, seven thousand dollars a month in some cases with all the different subsidies they can apply for. Complete and total useless people. Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't still love them, but I can tell you right now, they benefit nothing to society. They generate nothing. They are what they are essentially what people have referred to as useless people to society. Now, I'm not saying they're useless again, as in this is what God Almighty is still made in his image. But what I'm saying is the society has encouraged these people to not only be unbelievably lazy, to be unbelievably promiscuous, and be unbelievably leeching off everybody else. This is what they promote and push. This is why they started the whole uh, check, the STEMI checks. They've wanted to slowly push everybody into socialism. And I've heard numerous people now, you know, reference, oh, I'm, when I get my STEMI check, I'm going to spend it on this. And I'm like... Dude, if you're basing your entire spending apparatus and your budget off a $1,400 check, we really got to reevaluate your finances, my friend. I mean, I mean that sincerely, and I'm not saying some people don't really need it. I'm not saying they cannot help out a lot of people. But this whole construct isn't about the $1,400. Listen to me. It's about the mindset. It's about the mindset that they're implanting in a large percentage of the populace that the government owes you money for breathing air because they shut down your business and took your ability to earn money from for your protection. Think about what I just said right there. That's what they're slowly implanting into the populace. You don't have a right to go to church. No, you can't go to church here. You can't leave your home unless we give you permission. Heck, you're not allowed to go in a store without showing you've got an RNA gene editing therapy injection. But you know what? We're going to be really generous. We're going to be gracious people. We're going to give you $1,400, you know, because we're just that generous. Out of a $2 trillion bill that, by the way, we're on the hook for. <laughs> I watched a video the other day, and a guy was discussing you know, economics, and he was going into detail. And he said, ironically, because a lot of people don't even realize this, he said that $1,400 that everybody's all excited about, the vast majority of people are supposed to get, if you actually break the $2 trillion down that that money's coming out of, we're actually increasing our debt for every man, woman, and child, every single person in the country, $5,800 in debt. That's how much we're going into debt in the U.S. government 
as basically servants for a $1,400 check. So, yeah, I'm not really sure how that math works out. But, again, this is exactly what Dad was saying. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. They're now saying that the a poll now, as sad as this is, a Rasmussen poll. Now, I don't believe this. I think this poll was skewed and done intentionally with people that are hardcore leftist pro-vaccine individuals. But this Rasmussen poll now that they're trying to push all over mainstream media, they're saying that when asked – the findings were released over the Easter weekend know that 44% of Americans said that a government-run system requiring proof of vaccination is a good idea to get back to normal. Now, I don't believe that. I don't believe half of America thinks it's a good idea. Now, they may have half of the individuals that they skewed in this study. And they were probably doing this with individuals who had gotten the shot. That's more than likely what they were doing with this because, of course, everybody that gets the shot believes that you know they're doing their great service to society by getting injected with an RNA injection. That's what they think. And it still boggles my mind that they get mad when other people don't want to get a shot. I'm like, dude, you got a shot. You're fine. Why do I need to get a shot? Well, it doesn't matter. It's because you're not doing your servants to America. You're not doing what they're telling you to do. So just something that I thought I would throw out there. Also, to another news – more and more and more cases. I'm going to bring it up every single week and keep reminding people of what's going on here. Another horrible incident. A music teacher, Sarah Hodlope, 40-year-old Wisconsin teacher, dies four days after her Facebook vaccinated post. Very, very sad to see this. Also, too, they're now showing Dr. Peter McCullen. This video has gone out now. He's an MD, and he is now testifying on the success and he's the vice chief of medicine at the Baylor University Medical uh, Center in Dallas. And he basically went on record and said that we're seeing the medical literature. We're finding the treatments. We're seeing all the different things we can do to treat individuals with vitamin C and vitamin D. But yet nobody wants to discuss any of it, and everything's basically being suppressed, exactly what we've been saying over and over and over again. This is why it's so important to forward these shows and at least, at the very least, get the articles we post on the website every day and send them to some people and wake them up. This is an information war at its finest example. This isn't going to stop. They're going to keep doubling down and doubling down and doubling down. The fact that we're even talking about this a year later after we called this out last year is still boggling my mind that a huge percentage of the populace is still compliant. Now, down here in Central Florida, I went, went to church over in Winter Haven yesterday. I actually had a pretty good service pastor was on point yesterday, and probably 90 to 95% of the church wasn't wearing a mask. You had a few scragglers that came in that basically wore their mask the whole time while in service, I guess, to virtue signal everybody what good Christians they think they are. I don't know. I really don't understand the point of it. But whatever, that's their right. If they want to wear a mask, I told you I could care less. But I was very pleased to see such a huge, huge percentage of the populace no social distancing, no mask, no nothing, no COVID outbreaks, period, which again goes right back to what I was just talking about earlier with Dr. Cole and the aspect that he said very clearly that coronaviruses generally have a lifespan of about six to nine-month life cycle. And he goes on to detail from the SARS to MERS to all of them, their coronavirus basis, six to nine-month life cycle. And that makes sense. As when we saw it start to outbreak, when we saw it dip off towards the end of the year and what we're seeing now where they're just trying to come up with full-blown fabrication to try to keep it going. But, of course, now they have the vaccine to say it's so fantastic. Everybody's getting better now. The cases are dropping because the shot. Cases aren't dropping because the shot at all. 
more people are dying and getting sick from this injection. It's because it was already tapering off last year. They just had to make sure the cycle rate on the PCR test was massively elevated. That's why right at the beginning of January, the WHO came out and told the cycle rate to decrease. Then all of a sudden, the COVID cases dropped right after they did that. Imagine that. So again, thank you for supporting Health Masters and continue to get the truth out there. Also, to another news, it's funny now, a lot of individuals in the UK, not funny, funny, but funny, ironic, are now starting to realize that they've been totally lied to the whole time. Despite constantly denying it for the last year, the UK government has essentially planned to roll out a vaccine passport all along. The COVID passes are shrouded in government cover-ups, lies, and shady contracts. A private watchdog, Big Brother Watch Group, pointed out in an article in London Guardian detailed how the vaccine passport system was already advanced stages back last year. At the same time as ministers were telling the public they had no plans for them. And this, yeah, dad and I called this out, I think, last summer. As soon as the first concept arose and they talked about what they were going to do, I said, oh, they're going to put this in place. They're going to want 100% put this into place, and they're going to do it more and more and more. And we're going to have little little pockets of freedom in the country like Florida, like Texas and other states, probably, you know, South Dakota, you know, Montana, Idaho, you're going to have a few states that are going to really stand up. But what's going to happen is, and this is already starting to happen. I said this down here in Florida. We're seeing such an influx of individuals fleeing the horrific communist states that they, they lived in. They're now coming to Florida, and Florida cannot handle the influx of people moving here. And I'm telling you that right now. We're not going to be able to sustain this. The housing market is so overbloated. I read an article in Forbes over the weekend, and it was saying how the housing market now in Florida is even more out of control than it was in 2006 and 2007 because of the mass exodus of people leaving states and coming to Florida. They're coming in now. There was an article. I think it wasn't in Florida. It was up a little bit more north. I forgot. I have to pull it up. But they they listed a house on Thursday. By Sunday, they had seventy six cash offers with eighty eight total offers on the house in four days. Yeah, that's that's how crazy it's getting. My brother in law lives out in Texas. He's put in, I think, so far, 15 or 16 different bids on different houses, lost every single one of them. He said that as soon as the house comes up for sale, as soon as they see it come up for sale, they're putting in offers 10 and 15% over asking, asking price, and he's still missing the bid. People are still outbidding it. One house, they had so many bids on it that the top bids they requested that people write – them a letter and tell them why they need to buy the house so bad and how they're going to take care of the house and why they need it and what they're going to do with it. I kid you not, that's the level of arrogance and cockiness people are getting now with their houses. And that's the market. So they're trying to get it as hard as they can. But my warning, heed what we saw in 2006 and 2007, my friends. Don't be that person left holding the bag when the music stops. What's going to happen is very, very soon something is going to have to happen with the Fed as far as with interest rates because the housing market is not going to be able to sustain this level of massive inflation. It can't be done because what's going to start happening is people are starting to pay three, four, five hundred thousand dollars for these houses that are, you know, eighteen hundred square foot, two thousand square foot houses that are ten, twenty years old that are worth, you know, quarter million dollars are paying four or five hundred thousand dollars for them. What's going to happen is when all this stuff starts to decline back and all this free money stops coming into the markets and the interest rates go up, all of a sudden people are going to have these massive mortgages they're involved in and they're going to think they're going to flip out of their houses. Exactly what happened in two thousand and seven. Everybody was flip, 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 flip. Take another mortgage out, take a second mortgage out, flip a house, flip it on this one. Before long, I mean, we knew a neighbor 
he had a house he originally paid $400,000 for. By the time the market took a dump, I think he was on his second or third mortgage on it. The house, what he owed on the house, I think was $1.1 million because the value of the houses were going up so fast, he was using his house as an ATM, and he thought he was going to be able to recoup and dig his way out of it. Well, the problem with it was when the housing market completely and totally collapsed, the house was worth about four or $500,000 when he originally paid for it. And now he's got six, $700,000 in negative equity that there's no way, shape or form he was going to be able to pay off. Watch it happen all over the place. So if you're in the real estate market right now, if you're moving stuff around, be very cautious on how you're moving and how much leverage you're putting out there with these houses because just because, remember this, just because somebody's willing to pay that much money for something doesn't mean the bank value is going to put it on top. And that's what they're talking about now is the banks aren't going to get caught with their hand in the cookie jar again. They're telling people, you got, hey, you're going to need $150,000, $200,000 down. You want to pay half a million dollars for this house? It's appraised at three hundred thousand. You're gonna to need to come up with two hundred thousand dollars if you want this house. We're not gonna finance it. They're not. We're not gonna do what we did eight years, you know, ten, twelve years ago. So again, just be aware of what's happening and realizing this is a massive bubble because of how much money is being injected into the market. If the Fed decides to raise interest rates again, this whole housing market is going to stop on a dime. So That's be right. aware of that and understand what's happening. Dad, what do you think about that? You're right. In fact, there's an article I posted. Uh, today, it's, it's by Ann Elsey, and it's called Democracy is an Illusion. The COVID scam has alerted millions of the fact that the world is controlled by a small cabal of satanic central bankers who wish to enslave us. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is exactly what I've been telling you guys for years and years and years. And this is who they are. In fact, what's interesting, uh, Quigley wrote a book, and he says the ultimate goal is nothing less than to create a world system of financial control in private hands able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. The system was to be controlled by the central banks acting in concert. In other words, millions of idealists committed to human brotherhood equality were and are duped into advancing a totalitarian scheme to concentrate the world's wealth and power into the hands of the super-rich more opportunistic leftists, communists, feminists, and globalists prosper by piously pretending to serve humanity. I mean, th this this is where we are. This is what's happened. It's been 100 years. The United States is the largest debtor country in the world. Now, we were the largest creditor country in the world because of this. And you see how they're treating us. You know, we've told you guys so many times about Disney World and how we don't go there anymore. Just don't go there. And Disney World, there's an article from the Daily Mail, a man who's 47 years old. He basically missed the temperature check at a tent at Disney Village. He wasn't even in the theme park. And then the guards, the police showed up and straight arrested him. And he had spent $15,000 on the vacation. They arrested him, escorted him out with all of the police. And then he says, look, I'll go back and do the temperature check. I'll do it. I'll do it. Don't arrest me. I spent all of this money. I'll go back and do the temperature check. And they said, no, too late for that now. Too late for that now. We're taking you to jail. And they took him in and they booked him for trespass because he didn't leave when they told him to immediately. And you're like, what the heck? Why would they do this? This is Disney. This is ABC. This is Disney. It is the largest owner of basically media in the world. And it's completely controlled, totally controlled by the Kabbalists. I've told you guys and also told you we don't go over there anymore. They will call the police on you in a New York second. 
Here's another one. In August, an Orlando man was arrested for allegedly striking an Epcot security guard, which means he probably bumped into him. Then Enrico Toro was arrested for allegedly hitting the guard on the head and threatening to kill him, allegedly. In February, another Disney guest, 32-year-old Steven Johnson, was arrested after he was confronted by Disney's Reddy Creek Fire Department official who asked him to wear a mask. On and on and on. And so this is Disney. So I urge you guys. I do. I urge you not to go to Disney World. I can't be any more blunt than that. This place is a nightmare. I told you what happened to us years ago. We had some crazy girl who was apparently on offer meds in her early 20s, got mad at me and Sharon and Austin and the kids because we were laughing on a ride and basically called security on us. Before it was over with, the doggone sheriff's department had been dispatched. We were detained for over an hour, and finally we were let go and basically told, oh, well, you guys can leave now. This whole thing's a big hoax or whatever it was, and we just left. It was the nuttiest thing you've ever seen. That's me and Austin and Sharon. That's not something we're talking about. We're telling you it happened to us. And every time we go over there now, they grab us on facial recognition cameras. Oh, are you carrying a weapon? Are you carrying a weapon? You you know, blah, 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 blah. No, it's awful. So I haven't been there. I haven't been there in years. No intentions on ever going back. But, guys, ask yourself a question. Why do you want to support a company like that? Why do you want to come to Florida? There's all kinds of other things to do in Florida that don't involve Disney World. You know, Florida was a great tourist vacation destination before Disney got here. In fact, I think it's worse than it was as far as everything else. Why? Because of the amount of people down here now. Disney has not been a boom for Florida economy. It's been a nightmare for what it's done for the roads and the highway systems. It is. And it's awful now how many people have come down here only because of Disney World. So I don't like it at all. By the way, new evidence shows that an Israeli consulate is behind Matt Getz's extortion scandal. Wow. New details. This is a guy. This is a congressman basically who is you know, having all these people say that he you know, he went out with a 17-year-old girl and all this kind of stuff. He is shedding light into the influence of Israeli operatives and the depth of corruption in the U.S. government. In the text publicized by Dilbert creator Scott Adams, the Israel consulate's media director, Jake Novak, informed him of a secret grand jury proceedings tying gats to sex with minors and a murder conspiracy day before the New York Times reported that he was under investigation. Gas holds that he and his father, Don Gas, are being extorted by former federal prosecutor David L. McGee and ex-Air Force intelligence officer Bob Kent. McGee and Kent, operating intermediaries, demand that Gas provide them with $25 million, listen to this, to fund an unlawful operation to rescue Robert Levinson, a rogue Jewish CIA agent captured in Iran. Levinson, who vanished in 2007, was presumed dead, but the Israelis believe he's still alive. The Israeli operative Novak owns the illegal operation in his private exchange with Adams. Whoa, are you kidding me? A Israeli consulate is behind the Matt Getz extortion scandal? This is an interesting article you need to read. It's from Unz, and I posted it on the website. And you need to be aware that every time that something happens like this, there always seems to be a backstory, doesn't it? There always seems to be somebody else who's involved in it who you didn't think about being involved in it. When I saw this, I thought, wow, here we go again. By the way, Russia now is warning of increasing anti-white racism in the United States. Russia's warning of increasing anti-white racism in the United States. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe. Russian Minister Sergei Lavrov on Thursday warned that the anti-white racism might be building in the United States and said that political correctness taken to the extreme would have lamentable consequences. So here we have other countries warning us that this ongoing assault on white people in the United States is going to have horrible, horrible 
consequences. Well, yeah, it, it has been, and it has been having horrible consequences. And by the way, one other thing, too. Trump is still pushing vaccines. Guys, I'm telling you, I've told you, I'm telling you again, he was the forefront of Operation Warp Speed, if you remember. He's the one who did not fire Fauci. He's the one who locked us down last year. He did everything his handlers told him to do. He's part of this incredible, horrible plot that they put together now for a one-world order and a one-world dominion to the central Kabbalist bankers. Very important you understand that. By the way, also, nearly $76 billion, here we go, of Yemen's oil gas revenues have been looted in the six years of the Saudi-led war against the, uh, the Yemen's. So we have this big war going on over or in Yemen. Is it, always, is it always about the money? Sure does seem to be. Now, I mean, $76 billion, guys, that's a huge amount of money that's been looted in six years. Maybe that's helping to fund it. Remember, the Saudis and the Israelis are allies because the House of Saud is basically Israeli. People need to understand that and go back and do your research and understand who these people are and why they have this quote-unquote camaraderie with the Jewish nation when all the other Arab states pretty much hate Israel, but yet Saudi is an ally of Israel. Do your own research on that and what happened and how the House of Saud was formed and everything else. It's very, very interesting history. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you, too. I hope you had a blessed Easter Sunday. I really do. Always remember, do your best to be led by the Spirit of the Most High. Always make sure that you examine the scriptures to make sure that if you're being led, and you feel you're being led, that it is of God. Don't do it in the flesh. And always wait. You know, Very rarely will God give you such a, how should I say, foreshadowing of what's to come that it has to be done immediately now this weekend with me it had to be done immediately twice and so i took care of it and if he does lead you to do that immediately make sure it happens but still you got to make sure it lines up with scripture i love you guys and i appreciate you so much by the way spencer's doing much better he's cut out the alcohol consumption we prayed from a few weeks ago and he's doing much much better and his father thanks all of you his mother thanks all of you for praying for him guys i love you i appreciate you austin finish it up and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And in response to to what we've seen with Matt Gates and these allegations, and again, I don't know what he's been involved in. I know that pretty much every single politician they like to pretend that they're they don't do anything bad, but pretty much all of them have something they've been involved in at some point. So I don't know the extent of what he's been involved in. I do find it very, very ironic that for the last six months or so, Matt has been gotten very boisterous on gun control as far as no gun control, no gun legislation, absolutely not. We'll make sure it gets filibustered in the Senate if we have to. He's been very, very outspoken about illegal immigration, very outspoken about lockdowns and mass mandates and how they don't work, and has gotten very aggressive in the last six to eight months publicly. So isn't it odd? He's been pushing, pushing, pushing. Now all of a sudden he's got all these allegations, kind of how – Kumo had all these allegations that popped up, popped up, popped up, and then all of a sudden he goes, okay, we're going to do a vaccine passport mandate in New York. And they go, oh, oh, well, you know, a lot of these allegations are probably just not, yeah, you know, they're not that legitimate. I mean, give me a break, dude. The narrative never changes with these clowns. That's why it's so important to make sure you have all your bases covered if you get into politics, because you can better believe if they want to try to push you on something, they're going to push you on. And the people they can't push, they blackmail and they blast out on social media and the main media because now it's funny you click in matt gates congress matt gates gun control matt gates opposes lockdowns 
all you get now in search engines is Matt Gates sex allegations, Matt Gates sex allegations. I mean, all I mean, like two, three pages. I just did it a second ago. Nothing about what he said or what his rallies or anything he's done for the last year. Isn't that ironic? Interesting. Also, too, and as everybody likes to continue to push the gun narrative on CNN, you notice they always like to leave out Chicago. They said over the Easter weekend, 34 people were shot and seven killed in gun shootings in Chicago, including a 13-year-old boy who drew a handgun on law enforcement officers who shot him dead. Sad, sad time up there in Chicago. And this is a direct aspect of horrific gun policy along with inner-city violence with horrible music, no family structure, and horrible, horrible socialistic welfare policies has caused it to turn into almost war zone up there in Chicago. Rough place to be. And, uh, again, I feel bad for a lot of people that are up there that just, you know, can't get out and have to deal with this stuff on a regular basis because it is definitely not a good place to be. So, again, thank you for supporting Health Masters. Thank you for supporting everybody in your area for local areas, whether it's online, whether it's local. Do your best to support small companies. Try to stay away from the big box companies the best you can. I always encourage that. Thank you again for the support. If you guys need anything, healthmasters.com, the gastrogest on sale is product of the week. And be sure what you want to see win. Looks like the HGH stimulates winning pretty good, which obviously that's one of our best products. So check it out on the website, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.